Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Maybe by July, August, they might allow us to start doing shows again, and there's a possibility that this summer could just be a complete wash. No, wait, you said July. You've, you've just given me the farthest out date of anyone I've spoken to. Yep. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns, and this week I am once again under house quarantine. Thanks to the governor, thanks to the coronavirus. If you didn't hear it, last week we spoke to five professional musicians about what their life is like now that the coronavirus has pretty much closed down the state, closed down the United States. If you'd like to hear that one, make sure you visit our website. That's southeastern.edu slash Rock School. Make sure Rock School is all one word. This week, we're going to do the same general interview format. However, through a friend of mine in high school that worked as a roadie, I was able to get in touch with Evan Richner. Evan is a, now I'm going to say roadie, but I think he calls himself a sound engineer. He worked with Jason Aldean. As a matter of fact, he was on the stage when the bullets began to rain down in Las Vegas. Also, Mike Delia. Mike Delia, again, I'm going to say roadie, but I believe he is a a sound engineer, a speaker engineer. He works with the, the sound coming back at the uh, performers while they're on stage. He has worked with, I mean, name it, John Fogarty, Five Finger Death Punch, Barry Manilow, and uh, Machine Gun Kelly was another one. And both of them have been affected strongly by the shutdown, by this coronavirus. And I've got an interview with both of them that you'll hear both of them on this radio show. And you can find out what their life is like right now, how they find out and how they're going to cope going forward. So instead of me continuing to talk, let's get into the interviews here on the Rock School Radio Show. On the phone with me, ladies and gentlemen, Evan, is it Richner or Rickner? Let me know the correct... Yeah, it's... What is it? Richner. 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 Very good. Yeah. Now, I, I got to you through my buddy Don Blanton, but he said that you were... Uh, roadieing, or at least helping to run the Jason Aldean tour. Is that is that the truth? Uh, yes, sir. I'm the uh, mutter engineer. I, I I hate to do this to you, but I I know I want to talk about coronavirus, but I believe as an interviewer I would be completely remiss if I didn't ask you were Were you there in Vegas when the when the shots rang out? Uh, I was. I was on stage. Where where were you on stage? Uh, in Monitor World. I, I run Monitor, so I was sitting behind the desk. Uh, I had a Pro Tools guy with me and my uh, my tech sitting behind me, so there were three of us sitting right there. What did you do once the shooting began? Uh, I basically hit the ground, but once I figured out what it was, it sounded like uh, 
originally sounded like fireworks and kind of had like, I guess the bullets were hitting the roof above us. So, um, uh, we, I've been under fireworks when they've been going off. So it, it kind of like it is that little shot that falls down and kind of lands. So it felt like that landing on top of my arm. So I was like, Oh, it must be fireworks. Some, you know, somebody's shooting off fireworks. And then we, uh, then we realized what was going on. So did you stay on kind of got crazy after that? Did you stay on uh, stage? We stayed on stage. We stayed on stage for a little bit. Um, Till things settled down a little bit, then we, uh, my, I actually had my cousin on my show, on the show with me. Uh, so all of us jumped, basically jumped off stage left down underneath the, uh, stage and, uh, yeah, kind of went from there. Wow. Wow. I mean, something else. So I kind of feel silly talking to you about the coronavirus after what you've been through, but this this is the thing I, I you know I I, it, I am talking to local musicians here in New Orleans and mm-hmm. I am I am talking to people who work at theaters and such uh, you know I'm an old radio guy so I don't you know I, I don't work in theater but I speak the language so tell me what your life was like about three four weeks ago before the coronavirus became what it is what did you do um, well, I mean, it's, it was pretty normal. Uh, we, it's Jason's country music, so it's kind of weekend warrior stuff. We would leave on, uh, leave on a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday, uh, work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and get back on uh, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, depending on where we were. Um, it, it'd been doing that for years. Um, and then come the 12th of, uh, 12th of last, 12th of last month, we, uh, actually, I guess it was the 12th of this month. We were, uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, and, uh, we got you know we got all set up getting ready to do the sound check and got the call and said we're we're basically closing down canceling the next three shows uh so we tore down and drove home and i've been home, home ever since who told you you were shutting down who was the voice of you know killing the whole thing uh it was just kind of an upper management from us uh you know i, I just heard from my superior and so on and so forth i'm sure they heard from somebody uh above them obviously but um yeah i mean just basically did what I was told. <laughs> yeah. Tore everything down without anything going through it. So was Jason Aldean part of this or was he much like you just simply told it's come to an end? Oh, I'm sure he was I'm sure he was just like that. I'm sure it came down from above him. Wow. Okay, so you've yeah. you've torn down at that time. What did everybody think? This was gonna be a, a day, a week? What was the thought process? Uh, well, we had a feeling it was probably going to be weeks. I mean, we were we're not all naive to the news. We were kind of watching, and um, I guess a, a, one of the guys on the tour, like right before we got the call that it was being closed down, that I guess Wisconsin had you know declared a state of emergency and limiting groups of you know. I think back then it was like a hundred under a hundred, and obviously you know it was the, or the uh, arena run were thousands. So it was like, well, I guess that's the end of that. Then we got the call. So um, yeah. Well, Jason Aldean certainly pulls more than a hundred people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How big a venue were you playing to at the time? Um, let's see. We were in Madison. We were in Madison, Wisconsin. We were at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Um, so a couple thousand. Uh, so two, three thousand people. Yeah, probably more than that, but I, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. Now, before this happened, you said you left on a Tuesday. How many shows would you do? I mean, this is your livelihood. How many shows would mm-hmm. you do during a week? 
Well, this particular week we left on on the Wednesday, so we would have had uh, that Thursday show, a Friday show in Columbia, uh, uh, Missouri, and then St. Paul, Minnesota, and then we were coming home. And uh, luckily for us, we had already scheduled the next three or so months off because it was kind of the hiatus in the middle of the tour. Um, so we ended up, you know, we were actually planning on being home right now, so it actually worked out really well for us. What's but, the... you know, I mean, that, that's, in, that's in the scope of things. It obviously didn't work out well for anybody, but... Right. Now, you're you're yeah. in Nashville um, at the time of this. Today is 322, March 22nd. They're about to shut down Louisiana, and you said on the mm-hmm. same night, they're shutting down Tennessee. You're in Nashville right now, so they're shutting down the state, yes? Yeah, yeah, well, I just heard, we just heard that on the news. So, in terms of your business, and this is your business, what what happens? Did you just come to a screeching halt? Is there severance pay? Is there what? What's the deal? Well, I think it depends on who and how you work for people. Um, uh, I work strictly for Jason Aldean, so um, so it's not going to be a. I mean, obviously, it's a huge deal for everybody. Um, I'm going to end up being okay, but there are a lot of people that aren't going to be okay. Um, there's a lot of contractors that work with, you know, work with us that rely on show pay, which is, you know, day to day, every show you get, you get this amount of money. And when you don't do shows, you don't get paid, you don't make money. So it's, there's a lot of people <clears throat> really, uh, really, you know, having a hard time right now. So the people who get show pay, what you say you, you're on stage and you're working, recording equipment and such. The show pay people, I mean, those are the ones, I guess, that push around the big boxes and set up the equipment. Basically, yeah, yeah. They, uh, it's, you know, it just depends on, on how you're affiliated with the tour. Um, yeah, but, I mean, there's, you know, sound companies, I'm sure, down Louisiana as well as here that have had to lay off people. And it's, you know, it's really awful because, you know, it's basically everything you know. I mean, I've been doing, I worked, I've worked for Jason for 14 years, and I've, feel like if you know if they basically let me go and the, the, the whole industry shut down as it has it's like I, I don't you know other than flipping burgers which <laughs> is <laughs> I don't really know much more about what to do about anything you know what I mean I've I've heard that uh, a buddy that I teach with was a roadie for a while, and he said a lot of people who are like you say they're the local people who are pushing boxes around. They have gone to work at the census because it seems uh-huh. like yeah because it seems like that's a job that'll at least last till the end of the year. Are you seeing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard I have heard that. Hmm. But then again, now even now even then, it's like you know a lot of the census people. Uh, I know that I'm not sure if the people you've talked to about, about it are doing this, but I mean, uh, uh, I've heard people talking about going door to door, and it's like you know with the whole virus thing that you're talking about I mean, would you really want to do that go door to door <laughs> you know suppose the people that are homesick been going round and round all day bailing some hay and stacking it all up I want to take a little ride Take a little ride with you. 
for the sake of argument, and if you're mm-hmm. not willing to answer this, I understand it completely. The person who works, as you're saying, the ones that get laid off, the one that push uh, pushes boxes around and such, what mm-hmm. what are they paid? Obviously, their their income has come to a screeching halt. What would they make in a night uh, with at a, at a Jason Aldean concert? Oh man, I don't even. I have no idea. I, don't, I wouldn't even know what to tell you. But I know that I know that when it stops, that's that's no that's a big deal, you know. Because these guys go. I mean, we've had we've done shows in the past where they have helped us load out one show, would literally drive to the next show, and we would meet them there, and they would work the next show with us. Hmm. So, and, you know, as long as they're close enough together. But it's like you know these these guys, you know, go and work for a show for pay, you know, for their livelihood. And it, when it stops like this, it's it's scary. It's a scary thing. Do you still have an income coming in through something that Jason Aldean is doing, or has everything come to a screeching halt? Um, I I get a, a I'm on a salary pay, so I get I get basically get paid whether he works or not. But it uh, but you know if it goes further than this three month break, I you know, who knows what's going to happen. I was going to say, uh, you just called it a three-month break. At least that's what your your people are saying. Uh, I, I've asked this well, same question. Of, no, go ahead. Tell me what you tell me what you're going to say. I was going to say well, uh, we, we actually scheduled a three-month break. So this, the, it, what I'm saying when I said earlier that it worked out well, well for us, those last three shows that we had canceled were the last three shows that we had scheduled for three months on purpose. Not because of this virus thing, just because it was the middle of the tour, um, and we were going to take three months off and then come back and basically put together another tour and then go out again after three months. When you say put together another tour, that means you're going to be practicing in some large warehouse type place, yeah? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How long does that go before you actually hit the road? Uh, typically, typically a couple of weeks, up to a month. We'll go in, into rehearsals, and you know it'll be whole, a whole new, whole new set design, all new rigging, everything. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and and you know we'll, we'll go in practice. The band will come in and practice. Uh, uh, we'll do that for the span over a couple of weeks, and then take it out on the road. Do you ever take it to? This is it seems to be a thing that I see. Do you ever take it to <laughs> Vegas? Do a stand for two weeks. That's where you practice it, and then shoot out into the into the world. Uh, we've never done it at Vegas, but that's what we have done uh, uh, production rehearsals at a location, um, and then had a show at that location. Basically, the last day of you know we would have the last day of rehearsal, and then do a show, and then take it out from there. Um, we have done that. Let me ask you a question. I'm asking all the. Um, all the local musicians here, if indeed, and I don't know if, if Jason Aldean does this or not, but I know a lot of major people uh, have it in their riders and such that they will do birthday parties or they will do weddings and such, but the amount of money is absurd. If indeed right now a major gig came up and somebody with serious cash was willing to pay, would you go out and play with this coronavirus? I'm just, uh, I'm just in, asking. Are you, you saying in? Are you just saying in general? Yeah. Would you go out right now, or would you call the ball? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I guess it would. It, it would depend on who it was with, and you know, a couple other factors. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's making me ner- just as nervous as everybody else. You know what I mean? I'm washing my hands a lot more. I'm doing all the everything they tell you to do, and 
sitting at home watching a lot of TV. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's making me nerve, just as nervous as everybody else. So I don't know. I mean, that would be a, that would have to be a judgment call. Like, you know, I'd have to talk to my wife and <laughs> that type of stuff. So the answer's no. If you have to talk to your wife, the answer's no. Well, no, I just, it would, it would, that's a, that's a major factor. I, I got to be honest with you. I, again, I did radio for years and years and years. I'm a professor now, but I did radio for years and years. And uh, I've been backstage. And I got to tell you what, it didn't seem to me like there was a whole lot of hand washing going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it can get to be a pretty dirty job working with the motors and stuff. So um, I don't know that there's a lot of personal contact, but there's a lot of contact with a lot of greasy stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of wa- hand, a lot of hand washing before you go in, go and eat eat lunch, but there's not a lot, you know. I have heard that that snake that goes from the uh, goes from the stage all the way out to front of house where the board is, when that gets pulled back, God knows what is actually attached <laughs> to it. Yeah, it depends on the venue, I guess. Some of the some of the fairs and festivals you get out, you get out and do, and where, where it's out in the mud, and uh, you know. And, stale beer and all kinds of stuff. It can get pretty grimy. There's right. definitely hand washing going on after that. I was going to say, I, I heard there's a lot of liquid on that that's uh, not easily uh, not easily identified. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of stale beer and all kinds of other things. <laughs> you really probably don't want to know what they are. Just take the, take the gloves off and throw them away. Okay, so now it's three months from now. What is this? March, April, May, June. Okay, now it's mid-June. If this is still going on, what what does your life look like? Do you just stay put? Um, well, let's see. Okay, so so mid June we go into rehearsals. Um, yeah. We'll be doing rehearsals until uh, you know mid July, mid July, and then we go out. Um, and depending on what's you know what's going on in the world at that point. Um, Luckily, I work, you know, that Jason and all the management people are all very, um, they, they really care about us. Um, and that, you know, that's really apparent, you know, coming up to these last three shows, we, and then we had multiple meetings where they were telling you, you know, they'd come out and say, listen, this is what we need to do. This is what's happening. They were real open about everything that was going on. And, you know, they know that our lives depend on the tour. So they're, they were very open and told everybody what was going on and, how to take care of ourselves and how to take care of each other. And, you know, it, and I, I just have faith that when we get, if we get to that point, get through rehearsal and it's time to go out again, that, you know, they're not going to take us out into something that's dangerous for us. How bored are you? I'm dying. How bored are you? <laughs> I've got some house projects going on that are keeping me a little busy. Um, but once those projects run out, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking to get back out? I mean, is it is? Are you itching for it, or are you just kind of enjoying the break? Um, I, I miss the people the most. I mean, you know, when you tour, it's a lifestyle. You know, it, it's it, you know, there's there's eleven of us on a bus, and those guys are my brothers. And yeah. now we're getting told we're getting we're getting told we can't see each other. I mean, it, it's 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 like being away from your family. It really is. You know, you miss the people more than anything. Go ahead and crystal ball it for me. How far do you think it's going to go? What do you hear? What do you think? 
I think it's going to go longer than three months, but I don't know. It just depends on depends on everybody. You know, it's it, you got to take it got to take it serious. It's not it's no joke. So if people stay in and we can, you know, cut back on everybody getting sick, maybe it won't last as long as we think it will. But then again, you know, depending on how serious it's taken, it could last a lot longer. Yeah. It, it's really, it's really up in the air. I mean, there's nothing, nothing like this has ever happened before. So there's not, it's, it's hard to, hard to guess. That's what I'm shaking my head at. I mean, the the governor John Bell Edwards of Louisiana, and I don't know who is the governor of Tennessee. Who did it? Do you know off the top um, of your head? Not off the top of my head. Yeah, let's just call him some guy. Uh, some <laughs> some guy and John Bell Edwards have just shut down the states. And I'm looking around and I don't see anything. So I'm shaking my head going, what do they know that I don't know? And that's making me nervous. Yeah, yeah well, I feel like it's people saying that we need to take this seriously. I mean, they say that uh, Governor Bill Lee, by the way, um, oh, okay. it was... You know, he, everybody's saying well, you got to be a step ahead of it. Um, I guess in some of these, you know, sickness things, you, you know, you take a step, and you needed to take that, step, you know, days, weeks ahead of time. So it's like you're behind again. So it's, it's. I almost feel like they're they're trying to be extremely aggressive to get ahead of it, so that, you know, just to try to stay ahead of it. Yeah. Hey, look, Evan, I I can't tell you how happy I am you took 20 minutes out of your life and decided to talk to me um, because it's going to make a wonderful show and it's going to keep our audience up to date. All we do is talk music, and I I just think it's great that you took some time. So thank you so very much. Well, it was nice to talk to you, Joe. Ah, you're wonderful. Thank you, Evan. Bye-bye. We need to take our first break here on the Rock School Radio Show, allow the affiliates to play their commercials to entertain their audience, but we will be back in just a minute on the Rock School Radio Show. Before we speak to our next guest, Mike Delia, he has asked if I wouldn't pass along some information from another person who he worked with who is attempting to do well in this time of the coronavirus. A backline tech by the name of Ryan George is working with Tor Health Research Initiative, and they're doing a lot of roundtables. You can find them at at backline.care and also at Tor Health Initiative. You can also find Ryan George because he's involved with this Tor Life, which is this Tor Life. 
Com. It's a website providing education for the touring professional, and I'm sure it would be magnificently interesting to anyone who is also interested in either becoming a tour person or interested in how music works. And now we speak to Roadie Mike Delia. On the phone with me, former Roadie Mike Delia. Now, look, I called you a Roadie. Is that true? Well... They used to call us roadies. I think now we are actually really more like skilled technicians because uh, the days of the 80s are over and um, it's uh, IT world now. <laughs> so I think, you know, roadie is by definition what we are. We're gypsies. But uh, I think the industry has gone the way of, you know, you have to um, really kind of know the IT side of audio because everything's, you know, linked through networking. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, my buddy, I grew up with Don Blanton, is the person who got me in touch with you, and all he did was told me that you were with Machine Gun Kelly when this coronavirus thing hit and shut down. Is that correct? Um, we had, I'm not working for Machine Gun, but we had done a festival in Florida, and we were doing the Okeechobee Festival, and pretty much that weekend was when the um, dominoes started falling. Coachella got canceled, Stagecoach got canceled, South by Southwest, and the dominoes have just been falling since. Um, I have in the past toured with everybody from John Legend Slayer. Uh, I've been on the road with Barry Manilow, um, Gautier, John Fogarty, Toto, Five Finger Death Punch um, as a monitor engineer or as a technician through one of the various you know, touring companies. I've worked for Eight Day Sound. I've worked for Schubert Systems out of Los Angeles. I've worked for Delicate Productions, 3D Productions out of Vegas. I've worked for Sound Image. I've worked for Rat. Pretty much I've worked for all the big ones except for Claire. Okay. Hey, you, you might have answered my question in this. I think you you said you were a sound technician. Were you the front of house guy, or where were you? I, what did you do? I, I'm a monitor engineer, by, by mostly is what I do. I have done some front of house shows, but um, I like being on the stage side of the snake because I'm a musician, so I kind of got a feel, and I kind of have a little bit better of an understanding for a musician's needs. Um so I can do both sides of the stake, but I like to stay on the stage. It's where I feel comfortable. Tell me what happened. You said you were working when that Coachella, that South by Southwest weekend occurred. So if you can just sort of relate the day, did you all get up and just expect it was going to happen and it came to a crashing halt or did it taper uh, off? I, th- I think most of us kind of had a feeling that things were happening. Um, it kind of all started where, you know, everything is social media based nowadays so you know as the first person that saw it on their book face and look hey south by southwest cancels and all right well this is getting serious and this was the first week of march that i was in florida on the okeechobee festival so the domino started falling and once once we heard that coachella was canceling we kind of knew that um things were kind of getting a little scary and then once they closed Vegas down, it was a pretty big deal for me because I do a lot of work in the wintertime in Vegas um, for 3G Productions, and I spend my time out west. Um, I've lived in Arizona, Southern California. I had happened to be back in Ohio over the holidays taking care of um, my mother who uh, had a knee surgery, so I just kind of came home, helped out, and on my way driving back out to Las Vegas, I heard that 
um, Live Nation said we're going to shut things down for two weeks. And then about a week later, they said, now we're shutting down for 30 days. And with that being said, independent contractor, we're all broke. <laughs> there ain't no money. <laughs> I got and that. Yeah, I got that feeling. I have, and I have a... Um, I have a really good relationship with uh, Brown Note Productions who give me a lot of my work um, as an independent contractor and recently was told that we're going to be dark for at least the next two to three months, maybe by July, August. They might allow us to start doing shows again and there's a possibility that this summer could just be a complete wash. No, wait, you said July. You, you've just given me the farthest out date of anyone I've spoken to. Yep. Because I know that they also they also have canceled Summerfest in Milwaukee, which the dates for that are June twenty eighth through July fifth. It's the big Fourth of July, and they've already canceled that one as well. No kidding. So, yep. tell me your thought process on this, if you're willing to do it. What's the? Sure. Was it overreaction, or is this correct? Where do you? I know you've lost your income, but where do you stand on what the higher ups are doing? I think that they're probably doing the smartest thing they can to control what's going on. Um, I don't think we're ever told the truth completely ever. And there's people dying. This is a real disease. This isn't some conspiracy that's happening. And I think that part of it is a slight overreaction. And I say that only because I was in Vegas for January and February and I'm pretty sure that I contracted this back in January. They just didn't know it was here yet. Because people I was staying with, we all have the same symptoms that they're telling people on TV now go to the hospital for. Right. Upper respiratory problem with mm-hmm. the flu-like symptoms. Um, went to the doctor. Doctor says, hey, I really can't tell what it is, but here's some steroids and some cough syrup with codeine. Lasted about two weeks, and then, you know, seemed to kind of go away. My so my daughter and son did of, too. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people um, are gonna contract this. I think it's unavoidable. I think it's you know we're just gonna have to like anything else that happens, find immunities for it. Whether it's you know our own bodies producing it. Me on the other hand, I've never had a vaccine in my life other than when I was a kid and in school. I just don't mm. believe in them. I try to heal myself with you know. The old-fashioned way, some uh, vitamin C and water when I get sick. I don't believe in over-the-counter medicine. I think it's all bullshit, truthfully. <laughs> can, you, can you get that on tour? Can you get that on tour? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's kind of uh, my thought. I think that um, it's, it's definitely impacting everybody from the guy that runs security at the venues to the bartenders to the production managers to the everybody the bands the bands aren't making money we're not making money it's shut us down and this is our peak season well and i'll tell you i've done a i've done a lot of interviews with local musicians i'm down here in new orleans and i've done a lot of sure. interviews with musicians and I'll, I'll ask you the same question that i've i've asked them if a gig came up if somebody decided to just simply say the heck with this i'm not doing it i'm gonna put on a show and i'm gonna sell tickets would you go work it mike Absolutely, because I'm broke right now, and I can't even... I'm fighting with my medical insurance company right now to try to get some help, and they basically told me, you have till the 1st of April to pay your medical insurance, and if you don't pay, you lose your insurance. I have underlying medical issues. I'm an independent diabetic. 
my medicine is $250 a bottle. I need about four to five of those a month. With my insurance, no problem. I have insurance. My insurance is $600 a month. So right now, I'm so desperate, I would take that gig. Are you are you laid off or or what? No, I'm an independent contractor, so there is no laid off for me. There's no financial help for me. They say that there's some underlying things that are written in the stimulus package that just came out. Not sure if that's really true or not. And that that goes for anybody that's an independent contractor, not just in the entertainment business. Right. You know. It is. You're correct. So, it is. We'll see how that plays out for us, whether we're going to be able to get unemployment. Um, I'll tell you that I'm so desperate to the point right now that I am ready to walk away from the music business that I've been in for the last 17 years professionally, 23 years because I was a musician before I started doing audio. I'm ready to walk away because I'm going to go sign up with a trucking company that's going to give me my CDL, but I have to sign a year contract with them so I don't have to pay for the schooling up front just so I can try to survive this now i'm gonna say i'm gonna say something that may be dumb i think our phones are kind of fighting us here but i'm gonna yeah. say something yeah. that might come out sounding dumb uh, i follow roadie.net and a lot of those guys are going to the census because this should only be a short amount of time what about that route they're going to where the census they're paying 15 bucks an hour to count the people in the united states i've seen that at sure. least. Well, the, the thing is, is obviously, you know, working in the business that I work in, you kind of grow accustomed to a um, lifestyle that you live, so to speak. And we get paid extremely well to be on tour and to do festivals. And, you know, I'm losing $10,000 a month right now. And I have a high monthly, um, we'll just call it a monthly nut. That's what I have to cover pay my bills i have credit cards i've got a harley i've got a nice diesel truck i have toys i have things i need to make 3200 dollars a month before i can even put food or gas in my vehicles wow so working working for 15 dollars an hour right now isn't even putting a dent in what i owe now i've already applied to be a warehouse um uh, employee for where i'm living I haven't heard anything back because me and ex are also applying for the same set job I applied to for AutoZone, I'm desperate and I'm looking for any work possible. And I'm telling you right now that this is not a temporary problem. This is something that's going to be ongoing, I think, for the rest of the summer. People think they're going to be back to work and maybe on a lower scale that might be possible. So maybe a bars might reopen and the local musician might work, but I'd be willing to bet if they... Uh, allow any large gatherings of 50, 60, 70,000 people for festivals when they're trying to contain the problem. Um, I know that Danny Weber presents who, um, also is, um, we provide audio lighting and video for all of the Danny Weber presents festivals across the country. He has already canceled everything until September. So what I'm telling you right now, inside scoop, this isn't going to be like, okay, tomorrow everybody's going back to work. This is not something that's just going to be fixed tomorrow, next week, next month. As of right now, I know events that I was scheduled to work have already canceled through July. Time for the second break here on Rock School, but we will return to talk with Mike Delia here on Rock School.
you obviously know a ton of people in the business. I'm I'm going to just make another dumb statement and let you talk about it. This is this is across the board. This is everyone, and they're all in your boat. Yes. Yep. Yes. What do they say? They're just scrambling like you. Uh, some some closer friends um, do directly work for um, sound companies, and they're still able to get unemployment and. It's a little easier for them because they're still, you know, they they can still get some hours. Like, you know, this is a good time now. What was it done over the winter because tours were out on the road? The gear is coming back in. This is maintenance time. But there's not really available hours for independent contractors when you're trying to keep your full-time employees afloat. Um, across the board, I've had a few conversations and... Um, think everybody is in the same position I am everybody's scrambling and nobody knows what to do like nobody has any true idea what to do and for me that's why I'm being proactive and if I have to take a year off for a job that I have loved and have passion for I enjoy putting on that show whether it's in a club for 2,000 people or it's on an arena for 20,000 people or it's a festival for 100,000 people I enjoy putting on that rock show tonight, and I don't want to walk away from this business in any way, shape, or form because I do have it very well. I work about eight months a year, and I make my yearly gross in those eight months. I'm able to take two, three months off, and that's the lifestyle that I live. I'm going back to the regular nine-to-five job, so to speak. Obviously, I'm going back to be a truck driver, and... I'm taking a tremendous pay cut just to survive what I feel is going to be the next six months. I know a lot of... That's my personal opinion. I know a lot of musicians are setting up Patreons and Venmos and things like that. How uh, are you doing it, or do you hear of anybody in your business doing it? Um, I've seen um, a few musicians that I'm, you know, have either toured with or friends that I know are my father who is also in the um, entertainment business. He's retired now. He's, you know, in his mid sixties and he still is a full-time musician. He plays out four or five nights a week, you know, him and my mother live on my dad's small pension and some social security. So his extra income is, the, you know, and we're not talking big time money, you know, local music, blues musicians only getting a hundred bucks a night. That's an extra four or five hundred dollars a week times four weeks. That's an extra couple grand a month that is no longer coming into my father. So they're setting up little um, Facebook Live, and there's a little tip jar at the bottom just to try to make their ends meet. And as far as me, I have a little bit of money to be able to survive the next month, and I am one of those types of strong-willed midwestern work ethic type people that i'm going to find work and i will wait for the very last resort before i have to beg somebody for money there are there are article after article after article as a matter of fact um what is it billboard just released it today how this will affect the entire industry going forward if you were writing that article how is this going to affect the industry going forward what's going to look like in three years I'm not so sure. Um, this is a very unprecedented, scary few months for the industry. And I know even over the past 
I've been, you know, doing this close to 20 years. I'm 44 years old. I've been in the business probably since I was around 17 or 18 with playing local gigs and being the local opening band that's getting $100 a night. You know, I've worked my way up to starting to become a sound guy, and I've watched things be very fruitful. And then with digital streaming, things got a little less fruitful because there's not as much label support anymore, and the industry has changed dramatically over the last 10 years. So bands have to tour and play shows to sell merch and make the money off of live performance because there's not as much CD sales anymore or record sales because instead of having to buy a $12 CD and listen to all the songs, you can spend 99 cents or with live streaming, you live stream and you really don't have to pay the band anything. A company always on the run A destiny, oh, it's the rising sun I was born a shotgun in my chance that going forward because I can I can see this train wreck coming that when everything does get opened up let's say it's August you're driving a truck some other guy is doing something some other guys it's I, I I'm assuming the festival businesses assume every one of you is just gonna drop and come running but I'm not sure that's going to happen you think because of that there's any chance in the future uh, Instead of being independent contractors, these companies may very well hire you to salary to just wait around and be there when it happens. I've been waiting for that for about 17 years. And oh, okay. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> now, uh, you know what I mean? You're not going to pay somebody to sit around and wait. It's just that I don't think that's um, business-wise, that's a very good model. But I, I, I see things changing a little bit. Um, I know that even in California, as of recent, with the labor laws, a lot of the companies are doing that. They're hiring you as part-time employees. And I think that may kind of change in the business. And instead of hiring me on as a full-time employee, you're going to give me benefits on the 401k plan. And I think you may hire me part-time as an employee. So when this does happen again, you don't have 20, 30,000 other me's that are going, well, I can't get any government help because I'm an independent contractor. At least if something catastrophic happens like this again, or there is a natural disaster, or and who knows what might affect us to be out of work, but at least we'll have some uh, something to stand on. Because if I was a part-time employer right now, I could still file for unemployment for being a part-time employee because I'm still an employee. You can't even go after, I know you're an independent, but 
You can't even go after unemployment when you were indeed laid off. No, because technically I am my own sole proprietor. So I really, this is unprecedented times. We don't, the, the verbiage is different. They're trying to make amends for us to be able to, in this situation, be able to draw unemployment. I've, was on the phone today for four and a half hours on hold and I finally just gave up because they didn't answer the phone. I've been on the phone for the last couple of days trying to find answers on how to get some sort of relief. Well, look, Mike, I'm, I'm so, I'm so damn, I, I don't know if I'm angry or not. I'm, I'm just, I don't want to feel sorry for you, but this is, it it yeah. seems like it seems like a, a a a thing was created without a safety net, and when it went to heck, and I I know people are thinking well, to themselves that you know like Live Nation is still making money. No, they're not. It's thirty million dollars no. a day. And, and and I I really don't want anybody to have to feel sorry because you know there's other people that are in way worse situations than I am, and I would have to say this that I think that the entertainment industry has had that safety net because we have been through a recession and we have had, you know, a stock market crash. And when unemployment was at an all time high, people were still going to shows. And I, I, I can tell you right now in the past 17 years, I've had maybe one or two bad years. And that was just due to an artist canceling a tour. And I've had just to find other work along the way, but I'm telling you right now, I haven't been directly affected by any recession any stock market crash, maybe 9-11, but that was before I was touring full-time. I was still working in the clubs then. So I'd say we've been we've had it pretty easy through the last 15, 20 years of anything that has gone on that's affected the economy. We've been lucky. This is the first time that it's now directly affecting us. And it's not just affecting me. It's affecting... The guy that cuts hair at the corner of the road. It's the guy that works at the laundromat. It's the guy that's, you know, serving drinks at the corner bar. It, this is a worldwide problem. Hmm. And I don't think anybody really was ever prepared for this. So I don't think that I'm, personally, I'm not mad at anybody. I've already had a conversation with Brondo Productions, which is a company that I get a lot of my work through. Um... And I told them, I said, if worst case scenario, I cannot be available to you this year. I may have to take a year off because I'm signing a year contract with the trucking company that I'm trying to go get a license through just so I can come close to making the money that I make as an audio engineer. I said, if I'm not available to you this year, will I still have work next year when the season starts? And they said, right now, you have to do what you have to do to take care of you. We will always, always call you first. If you have to take a year off to go provide for yourself and your family, you go take that year off. Well, so I think that's a lot good. of people that are going to be in the, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be in that position where you got to go survive right now because I think a lot of people are in survival mode. I think you're right. I think you're right. Hey, um, damn sorry that this happened but uh, damn happy you took some time to talk because uh, you know every, everybody knows the artist but if you sure. stop when you when the concerts start again stop and just look around at all the people that are 
I mean, there's five guys on stage, but how many right. people are wandering around, and you were one of them, and it's... Yeah, well, you, you figure, on average, most most arena tours are traveling with about 60 to 100 employees, <clears throat> not not to mention the local production that you bring in stagehands to help unload the trucks and build the stages, and you have about five to ten audio crew guys, you have about five to ten lighting guys, you have five to ten video people, you have backline techs that set up the gear, you have tour manager, production manager, production assistant, tour assistant. You know, right there there's 60, 70, 80 employees, and that's every single tour that goes out. And just the logis- just the simple logistics. You got to feed them, got to give them a place yep. to go to the bathroom, you got to get them a shower, and you got to get them a bed. Yeah, on top of the bus drivers, the truck drivers. Like, there's a lot of truck drivers that work for the touring industry. Yeah. Whether they work for Janko or, you know, any other one of the big major trucking companies, all those guys are out of work right now, too. It's a trickle-down effect where this is affecting a lot a lot of really good people. Mike, thank you for speaking with us. I can't, I can't, uh, again, I'm damn sorry, but I'm happy I got to speak with you. you. Yeah. I appreciate that, and um, I have your number now. And um, if you would just uh, send me I'll send me uh, a link to where I'd love to listen to your podcast uh, with the local musicians and see what you know how what their struggles are right now. It's something other than staring at the TV. I watched about a hundred episodes of House. I <laughs> got wrapped up into the the Tiger Show the other day. And, oh, me um, too. I'm still kind of, I'm me still too. Kind of spun out about that one. I'm not really sure what the f- I watched, but. Um, <laughs> I know that there are gay cowboys in Oklahoma now. Yeah, like tigers. Look, I'm I'm on. <laughs> I'm about to start number six. Don't blow it for me. I will not. I will not. But you, um, yeah, you've already seen enough, and it just gets better from there. <laughs> oh, that's cool, Mike. I gotta let my you man. go. Thank yeah, you, brother. My man, I appreciate it, and um, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, brother. Bye, bye. Have a good day.